If he is not in front of me, then he has got a special place in my heart. وَمَنْ أَقَامَ بِفُعَادِي كَيْفَ أَنْسَاهُ And who resides in my heart, how can I ever forgive him? How can I ever forget him? So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, remember, a mu'min needs to have the highest level of love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The highest level of loyalty at every given moment, every moment of our lives, we should constantly be thinking about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Most people are desirous of seeing Rasulullah sallallahu in a dream. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses this to certain people. Sometimes certain children also. Just recently we have heard some incidents of small children. A young girl who wants to now go into hijab. She wants to go into parda. She's insisting the father takes her to I.G. Hussein's to go and purchase one parda. Father's thinking, what happened now? The mother is not in hijab. This is not such a, we're not such a dini inclined family. How this child is thinking like this? And eventually she, she mentions to the father, she divulges to him that I saw Rasulullah in the dream. And Nabiya Kareem gave me some advices. And I want to change my life now. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places this to certain people. But remember, it's not in your volition. This is not something that you have a choice in. You can't demand that you must be blessed with this. In fact, someone came to Hajim Dadullah rahmatullahi and they told him, Hazrat, make dua, I want to see Rasulullah in the dream. Give me some wazifa, I will read. Hajim Dadullah rahmatullahi told the person, brother, you are a very brave person. I don't even regard myself fit to see the green dome in my dream also too. The green dome of Nabi Kareem sallallahu masjid. I don't regard myself fit to see that and you Want to see Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi you so brave to feel that you are worthy of this. So in reality, we are not even worthy of it. But this is not within our volition. But yes, what is within our volition? Let me tell you. What is within our volition? That every juncture, you think, how did Rasulullah Sallallahu do this? I'm walking into the masjid now. I'm entering with my right foot. And I'm thinking, my beloved Habib, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is how he entered. I'm trying to emulate him. Allah Ta'ala, I'm trying to become a little bit close to your beloved. Also make me your beloved. Make me amongst the people who are beloved to you. In this way, you'll constantly be thinking of Rasulullah Sallallahu Ibn al-Arabi, rahimahullah, he mentioned something very beautiful. He says that this sunnah now, because I mentioned this example of walking into the masjid, with the right foot, entering the masjid with the right foot. He said this one sunnat is better than a person performing a hundred miracles. If for example a hundred times a man flies in the sky, you can see him flying. You know, we'll get blown away. If we see someone flying now, we'll get blown away. What a supernatural thing, how the man got this miracle. So he says that one sunnat of entering the masjid with the right foot is far superior and greater than that. The sunnat, one sunnat of Rasulullah entering the masjid with the right foot. Something that we take to be trivial. We take it to be something, you know, insignificant, not important. Other things we attach so much of importance to. Mujadid al-Fisani rahmatullahi was a very great buzurk, you know, the revivalist of the second millennium or Second thousand years 
Mujarid al-Fisani rahmatullahi It is mentioned that once one saintly person came to him, one buzur came to him, and he told him that in the life of your sheikh, when I was going through this spiritual condition where I felt low, then your sheikh would cast his gaze on me and with the power of his concentration and dua, etc., he would remove this condition. So now your sheikh has passed on from the dunya, Khwaja Baqi Billah, Rahmatullahi was his sheikh. Now I have come to you. So Mujadid al-Fasani, Rahmatullahi tells this person, brother, the only thing I have is the adherence to the sunnat. You want me to do some miracle, you want me to do something supernatural, I can't do that, but what power I got is the adherence to the sunnat, one one sunnat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa anything can happen, the world can come to an end, the you know, the sky can fall down, but I can't leave that sunnat out. So Mujadid al-Fisani Ramatullahi said this, and he must have said it with such a spiritual feeling within his heart, that this person goes into a state of ecstasy. And because he was such a high-ranking person, his state of ecstasy, the whole ground starts shaking now. He's gone in an ecstasy, and the ground is shaking. So Mujadid al-Fisani Ramatullahi calls his khadim, and he tells him, just bring my miswak. And he brings his miswak, and he puts the miswak on the ground. And now the ground stops shaking. And then he addresses this person, and he tells him, you have got certain miracles that you can do. And with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's fuzzle and grace, Allah also blessed me with certain miracles. But all those miracles on one side, the sunnah of making miswak at the time of namaz is far greater than all of that. All the miracles one side. You can do all the supernatural things. This is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There was a great buzurk in India by the name of Hazrat Mawafazur Rahman Sahib Muradabadi Rahmatullahi, Ganj Muradabadi. Mawafazur Rahman Ganj Muradabadi Rahmatullahi, once he mentioned to his disciples, let me give you a formula for alchemy. You know alchemy? You'll take stone or you'll take metal and you'll transform it into gold. What a simple formula. He says every time you're doing a sunnah or you're doing anything, keep this in mind. This is the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One is you drink the sunnah. And one is you got this in your mind. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, now I'm drinking water. I'm drinking in three sips. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in three breaths. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is how he drank water. This is how Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ate food. This is the dua he made. This is like alchemy because what will happen is if you just do the sunnah, you will get reward. There's no doubt in it that you will get reward. Definitely you will get reward. But when you've got this type of mindset, then the barakat and the blessings that you start getting, now you will not get these blessings. You will not experience this barakat. You will never experience this barakat. Now you'll see Allah Ta'ala blessing everything with barakat and blessings. You'll feel that nur and light within your heart. You'll feel that feeling that you did not experience before. Why? Because your mind is fixed on Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So as I mentioned, respected friends, we can go on praising Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But the most important thing is to emulate the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The famous hadith of Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala. Remember Hazrat Anas radiallahu is that fortunate sahabi who stayed in the service of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for 10 years. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam advised him. You know when we speak about sunnah, 
Sometimes people think sunnat is just the outward garb. Now my kurta, my topi, my imama. This is not only sunnat. Sunnat is the whole life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So here in this hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells us that Anas radiallahu anhu, Ya Bunayya, in qadarta an tusbiha wa tumsiya, wa laysa fi qalbika ghishun li ahadin fafal. Oh my beloved son, if you are able to spend the morning and night without having any dirt in your heart towards any Muslim, any ill feelings, any jealousy, any animosity, fafal, do that. فَإِنَّ ذَلِكَ مِن سُنَّةِ Remember that is my sunnah. Nabi Kareem sallallahu is telling Hazrat Anas radiallahu this is my sunnah. I don't have any animosity, any hatred, any dirt in my heart towards anyone. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him, وَمَنْ أَحَبَّ سُنَّتِي فَقَدْ أَحَبَّنِي That person who loves my sunnah, he loves me. This is the, the criteria. This is now the asset test. This is how you can ascertain whether you love Rasulullah Sallallahu or not. You can read all the nats in the world. Remember, you can sing nat upon nat, nazam upon nazam. You can give bayan upon bayan. But man ahabba sunnati, who loves my sunnat, just when you hear this is sunnat of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, himself, he says, once I was eating food with Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, dodi, calabash, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he liked calabash. So Hazrat Anas radiallahu anhu says, in that plate, in that platter, in that tray, I'm pushing all the pieces of calabash towards Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, because I'm seeing that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is enjoying this. After that he says, from that day, I got a natural love for this dodi and calabash. Whenever any meal is prepared in my home where they could put calabash, I make sure that they put that, they add that to that dish, like someone is cooking now a mutton curry for example normally you'll put potato you can put calabash there also so many other dishes now you can put it Hazrat Anas says I make sure and I got a natural liking for that calabash because Rasulullah I saw he liked that dodi because of his love for it so Nabi Karim told him Woman ahabba sunnati faqad ahabbani who loves my sunnat he loves me Woman ahabbani kana ma'i fil jannah and what a great reward. That person who loves me, in Jannat he will be with me. What more can you ask for? Sahaba radiallahu anhum, that was the desire. In Jannat we must be with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this love of the sunnat is a very, very great thing. And this is something that we need to inculcate within our lives. We need to develop it within our hearts. Nowadays people are prepared to spend Money and time in everything. Sports, a person can spend so much of money, he can spend so much of time. The new craze now is paddle. Paddle is the new craze, everyone is playing paddle. So a person can spend money, he can even spend money to get a trainer to train him on how to play paddle. What is he going to achieve with this? Allah Ta'ala knows best. How much of benefit he's going to get with that? But for that you can spend so much of time, so much of effort will go in, you even prepared to spend your money. But where there is a lesson, where you're being taught the sunnah of Rasulullah where the talim is taking place in your masjid, and the kitab is being recited, the mubarak words of Rasulullah are being recited. How much of desire do we have within our hearts to sit there and to listen to that? Imagine if Rasulullah was sitting there, would you walk out of the masjid? Would you just ignore the program? 
Now the talim is being recited and you've got the time. One is a person is busy. One is a person is committed. He's got to go to work. He's got a meeting. Understandable. The man got the time for him to sit for 10-15 minutes. But how many people will sit for the talim? Why? I'll give you another example. If let's say someone tells you that they got the Baal Mubarak, the Mubarak hair of Rasulullah and they tell you, you know what, I'm going to give you an opportunity for you to touch that, or to look at that, or to kiss it. You should kiss the Mubarak hair of Rasulullah Or I'm going to dip that into the water, like was the time of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. When they had the Baal Mubarak, you'll find some Sahaba, they would put it in the water. And they would give that water to sick people to drink. And Allah kept shifa in that water. There's barakat in that water. So the Baal Mubarak, definitely, if you've got the slightest love of Rasulullah in your heart, you will want to be there. You will not want to get left out. Please give me some of that water. Alhamdulillah, some people got ithar also. And in that ithar, it's over hundreds of years now, the perspiration of Rasulullah is in that ithar. The perspiration of Rasulullah maybe they added to it and added to it, and you still got people now who've got some bottles of ithar, they will tell you, I went to Madinah Munawara, I met one great sheikh, and he gave me this. And it's a very strong chain to show that this has got the Mubarak, every person. This is the words of Rasulullah Remember the hadith of Rasulullah is being recited, coming from the Mubarak heart of Rasulullah These are the words that can bring a revolution in your life. These are the words that can change the lives of your children. These are the words that need to be written in gold. And all the time you need to look at these words and examine your life to say, how much of this have I brought in my life? How much have I practiced on the sunnah of Rasulullah So Nabi Kareem told Hazrat Anas وَمَنْ أَحَبَّ سُنَّتِي فَقَدْ أَحَبَّنِي وَمَنْ أَحَبَّنِي كَانَ مَعِي فِي الْجَنَّةِ So we have to develop this love for the sunnah of Rasulullah Remember there's two things. Nabi Kareem himself told us, تَرَقْتُمْ فِيكُمْ ثَقَلِينَ I'm leaving two very, very powerful, valuable weapons with you. لَن تَذِلُّوا مَا تَمَسَّكْتُمْ بِهِمَا You can never go astray as long as you hold firm onto these two things. You'll never go astray. All the conspiracies can happen. All the kuffar can get together like they're doing in this day and time. They'll try to misguide you, deceive you. They will try to take you away from your deen. The Qur'an Sharif and the Sunnah of Rasulullah So throughout your life, strengthen your link with these two things. Every day ask yourself, how strong is my link with the Qur'an Sharif? How much of Qur'an do I read every day? How much do I understand the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If there is a tafsir that is happening now in my area, in my masjid, Am I, do I have that desire to go there and sit for that half an hour and learn what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling me? This Qur'an came for my hidayat. It came to change my life. It came to take me out from darkness to light. This Qur'an is going to bring goodness in my home. This is going to bring barakah. This is going to bring blessings. And the second thing is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu The ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu The wording of Rasulullah sallallahu The root sharif. Spending time reading Durood Sharif, reciting Durood Sharif. How many people can say comfortably that every day we dedicate 10 minutes 
specifically to the recitation of the One Kwan is okay, maybe someone is just reading by the way, but I will sit down with concentration, with contemplation, thinking about the benefits of that Durood, and send that Durood wholeheartedly from the bottom of my heart to Rasulullah You know when you're reading that Durood Sharif, what is happening? You think it's something, you think this is something trivial. That Durood Sharif, as you start reading, Farishtas are coming there. They're coming with golden, beautiful trays. They're taking that Durood Sharif. They're presenting it in Medina Munawwara. Your name is taken by the Rosa Mubarak. You're sitting here in South Africa, thousands of miles away. But you're reading Durood Sharif. Your name is taken. And then Rasulullah wasallam is making dua for you as you send salutations to him. He is making dua for you. Imagine the impact of that dua coming now and hitting your heart now. That dua is going to change your whole life. It's going to change the way you're thinking. That dua is something that's going to take you very, very far. It's going to bring barakah and happiness and peace and tranquility. But the root sharif is taken as, you know, just by the way, like, no, no, this is just the root sharif. You know, it's not something so important. Maybe now some scientific theory someone gives you, that is a very, very important thing. Some new medical research someone tells you, it's a very important thing, but you don't realize your physical, spiritual, psychological, you know, for your, for your strength, you need this barakah and you need this blessings in your life. Mufti Muhammad Shafi Sahib, Rahmatullahi, the Grand Mufti of Pakistan, the father of Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Taqi Usmani Sahib, Damat Barakatu. Mufti Shafi Sahib, Rahmatullahi, goes for Hajj. He's in Medina Munawara. Now some of, lot of pious people, they had this habit when they would go to offer salam, they won't go very close to the jali. And, you know, that gate that is around the Mubarak grave of Rasulullah they won't go, they would stand by the pillar. For whatever reason it was, one is you get a lot of crowd, maybe also they felt that there they could stand and they could, you know, read the salam longer. So Mufti Muhammad Shafi Sahib, Rahmatullahi, he goes to offer salams by the Mubarak grave of Rasulullah Wasallam. And you know, pious people, when they go and make salam, they go in another world. It's like if you see some of these pious people, you go with them. This man is like in another world, you can't even talk to him that time. You know, it's not, no selfies and everything. Unfortunately now, people have reduced this to selfies. Person got his phone out, he's taking selfies, he's showing this. You have destroyed the whole spirituality. You've misunderstood the purpose of your journey. You came here to take selfies or you came here to, to, to link yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to recite the rule on Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Some people take the phone out, they'll phone their friend also while you're here. Yeah, I got the phone here, you make salam also one time. Where they've started all this thing from, Allah ta'ala knows best. But anyway, Mufti Muhammad Shafi sahab rahmatullahi, that's why sometime before you go for umrah or hajj, go to some pious person and sit down with him and understand what you have to do and what you mustn't do. And that kitab fazail hajj is an excellent kitab. Before you go for umrah, start the talim in your home. Start reading that fazail hajj Understand the virtues of Medina Munawara, Makkah Mukarramah. This is not just a holiday. You're not just going there to pass time. You're not going there for entertainment. There's many other places in the world you can go for entertainment. You're going there to receive a very, very, you know, a spiritual wealth, a wealth that no treasure can buy. That's what you're going to get from that place. As he's reading that salam, now this thought comes to his mind, you know, you're such a wretched, bad person. All the other people are going right in front of the jali. They're trying to touch the thing. 
And you standing here behind by the pillar. You came so far. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it such that He hears a voice from the Mubarak Qabr of Rasulullah sallallahu Nabiya Kareem sallallahu is speaking to him. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu is living in his grave. Anbiya alayhi living. This is another whole discussion. But that is the aqeed of al sunnah wal jamaat. They are living there. And this voice is telling him that the person who follows my sunnah, he is close to me, even though he may be thousands of miles away. Thousands of miles away. But he's following the sunnah. He's following the sunnah, he's close to Rasulullah And the person who doesn't follow my sunnah, he is far from me, even though he may be holding to the bars and the gates around my Mubarak grave. And then the voice tells him that go and convey this message to my ummah. Go and convey this message. So Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Shafi Sahib when he would quote this incident, out of humility, he never mentioned it was him. He just said one servant of Allah went for hajj, and this is the experience that he had. So respected friends, the sunnah of Rasulullah and as I mentioned, every sunnah of Rasulullah every aspect, the solution to all our problems lies in the sunnah of Rasulullah Provided you want to understand the sunnah properly, you want to learn it, and you want to apply it. A few weeks ago, we had the programs on Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa the best husband. I think we had it here in this masjid also. The best husband Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa was. One hadith. Khairukum khairukum li ahlihi. For all those people that are being hard on their wives and being harsh and making the wife's life a misery. Just keep this one hadith in front of you. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the best of you is the best to his wife. The best of you. You can read all tahajjud, you can do everything. You can go out in the part of Allah, but if you're not good to your wife, you can never be the best person. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, the best of you, what all those other things you're going to carry on doing, all those good actions you are doing, the best of you is the best to his wife. وَأَنَا خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَلِي And I am the best to my wives. Now if someone studies the teachings of Rasulullah Sallallahu you think he's going to have marital problems? Are there going to be problems in that home? No. The problems will disappear. Marital problems is one of the major problems you have got in communities. Almost every other home there's marital problems. So many marital problems. Because we are not learning the sunnah of Rasulullah We are not applying it. We are not understanding it. Financial problems is another major problem now. In fact, financial problems could even lead to marital problems. And what did Nabi Karim said? Al-Badadatu min al-Iman. Simplicity is part of Iman. Learn to live a simple life. Keep your life simple. And then see how many of those financial problems go away. Just look at it. Simple life. Come back to simplicity. You can't afford it. You can't afford it. What is a necessity and what is a luxury? Differentiate between a necessity. Differentiate between a luxury. The financial problems are now when we make luxuries necessities. I have to live a certain standard of life. I have to drive that big vehicle. I have to live in that home. Now that is where all the financial problems start. But if you can bring simplicity, what happens to the financial problems? In most cases you will find those financial problems will disappear. So respected friends, time does not permit us to go into more details. But the reality is every problem we are experiencing within our lives, 
The solution for that problem is in the teachings of Rasulullah in the lifestyle of Rasulullah We can never thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sufficiently for Allah blessing us to be from the ummah of Rasulullah Let us make this part and parcel of our life to build up our relationship with Rasulullah Everything we do, think how Rasulullah did it, try to do it in that way. If not every day, at least once a week, introduce one sunnah in your life, bring an environment of sunnah within your home, within your children, start teaching your children. This is the sunnah of Rasulullah This is how you must eat, this is the dua you must read, this is what you must do. And inshallah in this way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless us with the true barakat and the blessings of the sunnah.